Hello everybody and welcome to a bonus special VLL. We had a listener email me with a thesis statement. They are a former Mormon who has taken it upon themselves to call the Mormon church to repentance. And I believe this is incredibly important. They were brought to Christ uh, in part thanks to somebody that they love very much and in part thanks to the recordings here on the Very Lutheran Project. So we praise the Lord that a soul has found salvation. So let us read this uh, PDF document they sent me, Wrongs Against God and the Souls of Mankind, a call to repentance directed to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, its teachings and its leaders, by great love for our God, by great love and concern for the spiritual welfare of our brothers and sisters, a call to make truth known, that all mankind may be made free by it. 1. Separating souls from Christ by means of teaching that we are saved by our works, obedience to law, and performance of ordinances. This has deceived many souls, guiding them to rely upon their performance to be saved, leading many to become prideful and self-righteous in their hearts, teaching souls to rely on their works rather than upon the grace of their Savior through faith teaching that works are not a sign and gift that someone has experienced saving faith, but that the law and works are the means of salvation. Against this false teaching, we cite Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, Romans 4 verse 5, Philippians 3 verse 9, Galatians 2 21, Galatians 3 verse 10, and James 2 10. Thesis 2 separating souls from Christ by placing between them and him a physical temple with falsified ordinances, leading them away from the knowledge that the temple veil was torn, that they already have access to their Savior, and that they are the temple of God. Against this false doctrine, we cite Matthew 27, verse 51, Hebrews 10, verses 19 and 20, Revelation 21, verse 22, John 14, verses 15 through 17. John 14, verse 23. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 and 17. Ephesians 2, verses 29 through 22. And 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16. Thesis 3. Separating souls from Christ by teaching that many forgivable sins are unforgivable even through Christ. This injures and deceives souls who are searching for redemption by leading them to infer that they can never receive full forgiveness of all their sins despite their faith and efforts. An example from Doctrine and Covenants 132.39, quote, David's wives and concubines were given unto him of me by the hand of Nathan my servant, and others of the prophets who had the keys of this power. And in none of these things did he sin against me, save in the case of Uriah and his wife. And therefore he hath fallen from his exaltation and received his portion, and he shall not inherit them out of the world, for I gave them unto another, saith the Lord. Quote, Therefore he hath fallen from his exaltation, end quote. 
This phrase, were it to be true, in combination with the Bible, teaches that despite King David's mighty change of heart and despite his full life of heartfelt, repentant servitude, that it was not enough to be fully forgiven. Some souls, then, have come to the conclusion by this that they too perhaps may not be completely forgiven of their sins. This teaching reduces faith and replaces faith with a sense of failure, and hopelessness. David came unto God with sincere repentance in his heart, from Psalm 51. David was fully forgiven of his sin, even so that God remembered his sin no more, Psalm 51, verse 7, 2 Samuel 12, verse 13, Psalm 32, verse 5, 1 Kings 11, 33, 1 Kings 14, verse 8, Acts 13, verse 22, Romans 4, verses 5 through 8. Through Christ, we receive a full forgiveness of all uncleanliness and sin. 1 John 1, verse 9, Hebrews 8, verse 12, Isaiah 43, verse 25, Hebrews 10, verse 17, Colossians 1, verses 13 through 14, and Isaiah 1, verse 18. Thesis 4 teaching in a way that encourages the burdening of souls with their own inadequacies, causing many to suffer hopelessness and irrevocable guilt, teachings leading to the belief and feeling that souls cannot reach Christ until they have kept the law. Thesis 5, leading souls towards idolatry, instigating theology leading towards a focus of self-worship and the self becoming God teaching that there is more than one God, that God was not always God, and that there will be other gods after him. Against this false teaching, we cite Isaiah 43, verse 10, Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, Isaiah 44, verse 6, and Isaiah 44, verse 8. Thesis 6, Focus and Worship of the Earthly Marriage and Relationship, Promoting Eternal Marriage and Worship Despite the Revelation of God's Word. Worship of eternal marriage, setting such a perceived ordinance in teaching that leads to perspectives focusing more on the worship of a spouse or potential spouse rather than worship of God. Leading souls away from the pure and holy focus of looking forward to spend the next life with God alone, for the relationship with God is made much less important by the construct of eternal marriage and the becoming of God's ourselves taking away from the sacred symbolism of the bridegroom and the bride, teaching that we need more than Christ for happiness, teaching that we need more than Christ and his grace through faith for entrance into full heaven. Against this false doctrine, we cite Luke 20, verses 34 through 36, Matthew 22, verses 29 and 30, Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9, Romans 3, verse 28, Psalm 73, verse 25, Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 33. Thesis 7. Claiming and teaching that we cannot receive revelation to go against God's already written word, but then promoting and supporting the practice of it in leadership since the beginning of the church. In example, the King Follett sermon, claiming that God was not God from all eternity to all eternity, but that he was once a man. Against this false doctrine, we cite Isaiah 43, verse 10. Thesis 8. Leading souls away from trust of the holy word of God in the Bible. 
Thesis 9. Teaching souls not to test doctrines taught against the scriptures, but to be convinced of their feelings and minds, claiming it is the influence of the Holy Spirit. Leading souls away from the importance of testing the spirits, the heart is deceitful above all things. Paul commended those who tested his words against the holy scriptures. Thus we cite against their methods, Proverbs 28 verse 26, Jeremiah 17 verse 9, John 17 verse 17, Acts 17 verse 11, 1 John 4 verse 1. Thesis 10. Taking upon the name of the Lord thy God in vain teaching against his word while claiming it is by his ultimate authority, claims of being the only church directed by Jesus Christ, then teaching against his word, performing sinful acts, polygamy, occultic practices performed, erroneous temple worship, priesthood rituals, in the name of God, deceiving and withholding truth in the name of God. Thesis 11. Claiming God's authority and priesthood. Christ is the final high priest and only holder of the Melchizedek priesthood. Thus, against their false priesthood, we cite the entirety of Hebrews chapter 7 and 1 Timothy 2, 5. Thesis 12. Claims of having seen God the Father in flesh, deceiving many thereby. Against this false doctrine we cite 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16, Exodus 33, verse 20, John 5, 37, 1 John 4, verse 12, John 14, verse 9, Colossians 1, 15, John 4, 24, 1 Timothy 1, verse 17, and Luke 24, verse 39. Thesis 13, teaching that the atonement of Jesus Christ is not enough by and through the exercise of proxy ordinances and rituals. Against this false doctrine, we cite Romans 5, verses 8 through 11, and Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. Thesis 14. Teaching things which are not sinful as sinful. Example, drinking tea. All food has been declared clean by God. Thus we cite Acts 10, verses 13 through 15. Mark 7, verses 14 and 15, 18 and 19. Romans 14, verses 2 and 3, Colossians 2, verse 16, verses 20 through 23, 1 Timothy 4, verses 3 through 5, and Romans 14, verse 17. Thesis 15, constantly changing church doctrine, thereby being a claim that God changes. Example, blacks and the priesthood, blood atonement, polygamy, perfectionism, temple ritual, and many more. Against all of these, and their changing nature, we cite Numbers 23, verse 19, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Psalm 55, verse 19, James 1, verse 17, and Malachi 3, 6. Thesis 16, hiding from and twisting church history to investigators, members, and the world. Thesis 17, the upholding of righteousness of polygamy in church history as it was performed, claiming that the first wife would have a choice regarding polygamy, but then that she would be destroyed if she refused. Doctrine and Covenants 132, number 61, 64, and 65. 
reaping great anxiety upon many women at the thought of needing to then possibly perform polygamy in the next life lest they also would be destroyed if they refused, especially as the existence of eternal polygamy persists in church teachings and ordinances. Thesis 18. Upholding the righteousness of Joseph Smith even as he married women behind his wife's back. Upholding the righteousness of Joseph Smith, even as he performed polyandrous acts through the marrying of already married women with living husbands who were also members of the church. Lack of transparency regarding knowledge of these actions with investigators and members. David was reprimanded for taking a precious sheep of another man. Should Joseph Smith not also be held to the same standard per Second Samuel chapter 12? The king of Israel, as the archetype for all men of the nation, was not to have multiple wives, per Deuteronomy 17, verse 17. Solomon was shown to go after other gods based on the folly of his polygamy, 1 Kings chapter 11. Jesus demonstrates to the Pharisees that the first marriage of one man and one woman, as established in Genesis 2, is the prototype and formula for all men and women, per Matthew 19, verse Verses 5 and 6. Thesis 19. Contradictions between the doctrines and performance of polygamy. Covering up wickedness by the means of claims throughout the church that marriages of Joseph Smith were not, or may not have been, sexual. These claims are contradictions of the Book of Mormon. Jacob chapter 2 verses 23 through 30. Thesis 20. Upholding the righteousness of previous leaders' polygamy, despite the instruction written in the New Testament that an overseer of God's people must have only one wife. Elders and bishops fall under the one-wife imperative. 1 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5 and Titus 1 verses 5 through 7. Thesis 21 upholding the incorrect teachings of previous leaders of the church by claiming that the prophet of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints could never lead people astray. If a previous prophet did lead people astray, there should be a public apology and correction made, not simply an excuse or manipulation of beliefs, by the lies of saying that it never was doctrine, etc. In example, the teachings of Brigham Young of blood atonement, the teaching that some sins could not be forgiven except through the shedding of our own blood. Although the Apostle Peter denied Christ three times, he also affirmed Christ three times in mode of public repentance. John 21 verses 15 through 19. The Apostle Paul rebuked Peter publicly for his partiality and hypocritical favoritism when the Jewish believers visited. Galatians 2 verses 11 through 21. Thesis 22. Changing definitions of terms and religious language in order to deceive souls. Thesis 23 taking the Bible out of context and changing its meanings in order to use it as proof that many false teachings are true. Thesis 24, teaching that the paying of tithes is salvific, for the only thing salvific is the grace of Jesus Christ through faith. Thesis 25, using tithes dedicated by souls to the Lord largely contrary to his purposes. Full transparency should be made regarding tithes and what every cent goes towards. 
Thesis 26, teaching the will and purpose of God as contrary to the scriptures, deceiving souls thereby, to which we cite John 6, verses 28 and 29. Thesis 27, supporting and upholding false prophecies and false prophets, leading souls after other gods in the forms of themselves, their families, and endless other gods, having many false prophecies that are then disregarded when unfulfilled at the time they were prophesied to be, while upholding the prophetic station of the person who prophesied them, against which we cite Deuteronomy 13 verses 1 through 5, Deuteronomy 18 verses 21 and 22, Isaiah 43 verse 10, Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, and Isaiah 44, verses 6 and 8. Thesis 28, Plagiarism or Copying of Freemasonry and Their Rituals, Teaching These Rituals to Be Salvific and Exalting Works, Contra Galatians 5, verses 1 through 15. Thesis 29, Plagiarism or the Copying of the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon. Thesis 30, Policy and Implementation of One-on-One Interviews Behind Closed Doors Between Bishops and Young Minors, Single Women, and so forth, leading to and contributing to the continued instances of sexual abuse. Thesis 31. Policy and Teaching Performed Endangering the Safety of Missionaries and Leading to Abuse and Mental Health Issues. Thesis 32. Not acting upon continued abuse of children and other souls who are being abused, doing nothing to help save them from such abuse, to which we cite Luke 17, verse 2. Claiming in general conference simply that abuse is wrong, while not making reparation for and changing the practices that allow such behavior to thrive. Thesis 33. Complacency in many areas, great deceptions through the use of church doctrine, covering up and twisting history, claiming the only authority, so that when people discover they have been deceived, they no longer trust in God at all. Thesis 34. Changing recordings of church general conference talks without public admittance of error. Thesis 35. In summary teaching a gospel contrary to the gospel of Christ and the apostles. Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9. And to any Mormons that may be offended by these theses, let us cite J. Reuben Clark, the member of the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, quote, If we have the truth, it cannot be harmed by investigation. If we have not the truth, it ought to be harmed, end quote. The entirety of these theses will be posted at the VeryLutheran.biz website for anybody who wishes to go back and find and read all of the scripture citations. I also highly recommend that any interested parties should read the CS letter to get more of the historical details of the great deception which was placed upon the American people so many years ago. But until then, our Lord be with you in your discovery of the truth. Amen and amen.